Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 65, the podcast for marketing managers who are either using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Now Craig, welcome to the last episode of 2016. I know that the year is almost over and so yeah, a last end of year episode for all our listeners. And this episode is going to be a bit different. We're going to be talking about thoughts of the year or items of the year and so we're going to go through a few things and I I do hope you guys find it useful and helpful because there are certain themes that we've actually picked up during the year and we're just going to share that and there's plenty if you go onto our website onto hubshots.com you can actually search and find all the things relating to that but we're going to highlight a few of those things that are really key to 2016. All right Craig onto our inbound thought of the year. Yeah, now this pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? And uh, you've put here that basically marketing and sales are now and forevermore intertwined. So there's there's no separating them. And I think this has been, you know, this is not just this year, but it's really this year it's become clear that that's uh, the successful and uh, growing companies are embracing that. And I know we were chatting about this even just within our own small sample size of our own customers. We're thinking through which ones have integrated sales and marketing together versus those where it's diverging and definitely the ones where they're they're combining are, are much more successful correct and i think i look back and i thought thought about it and i thought people that came from more of a traditional structure seemed to struggle with this whereas people that didn't come from a very formalized structure where they had sales separately that sat on a different floor and they had marketing somewhere else i think that caused a big divide and i think as companies grow and start and flourish in 2017 like i think these teams need to be sitting next to each other and need to know exactly what they're doing i think a great place to start is always doing inbound certifications and even the sales certification and both the teams do both of those certifications as a as a good start i think yeah i agree and just this whole term sales and marketing alignment which i you know it just sounds like one of those cliche buzzwords but it really is the case so get onto the hubspot academy and check out as you say some of the certifications and just look at anything for sales and marketing alignment and closing the loop and those kinds of topics and there's plenty on there about them uh, I think they're really helpful, especially for marketing managers that are listening to this and maybe have come from that traditional background that you're talking about. Just having opening their minds to that whole concept and thinking, I actually need to be working with sales, not for sales and things like that. And just having also this idea of um, SLAs between sales and marketing and agreements between what each will provide to the other. I think these are really important concepts that need to be embraced. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very clear that they work. Like you look at HubSpot and you see what they do internally with sales and marketing. I think that's really a key. Like I'll give you a little example. Like if they're going to grow their sales team, they actually know that marketing has to start doing what they're doing. I think about eight to 12 weeks before someone in sales arrives because they've actually got to take people through that nurturing process and give them a marketing qualified or a sales qualified lead to actually follow up. So they're thinking, well, what do I need to do in marketing way before anyone in sales actually even sits in the seat? So I think that's a really key thing. And just having that accountability between the two teams is going to be the key moving forward. Yeah. And just a quick shout out to Rosalia. Yes. uh, We uh, spoke with back in one of the forties, I think 47 episode 47. We'll put a link in the show notes where she speaks 
specifically around this whole topic, sales and marketing alignment in organizations. Absolutely. All right, Craig, onto our HubSpot feature and tip of the year. All right, this is a good one from you. Yes, and I thought this is this is highly underutilized. The most actionable feature and tip is the page performance tool. And I'll put a link to that. And I think this is where you can really go through. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. Just look at one a week. And if you can get that uh, page performance to 100, meaning you've got things labeled correctly, you've targeting the right keywords, you've, you've named the images correctly and, and the few other things that go with it. If you can get that right, you'll be ahead of 99% of your competition. So, Well, that's true. And also you'll be ahead of where you were the week before. So exactly. always think about uh, continual incremental improvement. Compare yourself to yourself a week ago. And yeah, we actually covered that last episode as part of kind of uh, the process I like for working out where am I going to start putting lead flows. You know how I love lead flows. Yes. They're my current, current thing. Uh, but lead flows, yeah, page performance is the place to start in identifying your opportunities there. All right, and I picked up another one, which is I call this the outlier feature, and this is to do with conversions. So creating, crediting conversions from the last blog post that someone visited, and you're doing this by author. So what this enables you to do is actually figure out which people that are writing blog posts are actually converting the most contacts. So that's another one, and I encourage you to look at it because that's something that came out, I think, in the middle of the year. And to be honest... It's a bit hard to find. Like I had to go back to the go back to that feature and actually read and go, where is that again? So if I had that trouble, I'm sure other people are missing it out well and truly. Yeah, but it's a reminder. really good good reminder as we drive conversions and we understand what's working, this is another feature that you can use within the system. All right, on to shot 2.1, Craig, yes. which is the HubSpot feature of the week. So we thought we'd add this in because this is also important. And um, this is to do with the email unsubscribe process. So HubSpot have adjusted the unsubscribe process by adding a confirmation step for email recipients. Now, this is because people forward emails or people accidentally click on things or get caught by mail providers. And this really skews figures. So I think I would say the action from this step is to go and check your email unsubscribe and update process. And you'll notice that most people forget this because if you click on it, you'll most likely see that the page is not formatted correctly and there's always an option to unsubscribe from the default HubSpot blog. So go back and have a look and see whether yours is actually working. Yeah, I think that second part's really good because how many sites do you set up? And yeah, you just agree with the defaults. Oh, the unsubscribe page, yeah. And so confusing. Uh, you send out a newsletter and someone clicks through unsubscribe from HubSpot default blog updates. So what? Bad user experience. So that's a really good reminder. A very uh, easy trap to fall into. Um, but can I just go back a step? So just the feature that they've announced, just so I understand it, it's this unsubscribe process. Before, if you had an unsubscribe all link in your bottom of your email, you click through and you'd basically be taken to a page that said, thanks, you've been unsubscribed. Now what they're saying is they're putting a page, a confirmation page in between where you say, are you sure? And you, you know, yes, click the button to stop those accidental unsubscribes. So, exactly. It's yeah, a nice little nuance. Because, you know, yeah. it happened to me. I accidentally unsubscribed from everything. And then I was like, I'm not getting updates on blog content or updates that I should be getting. And I was like, what's going on? And then I realized I'd gone through this process. But even in going through the process, I think, 
even on the HubSpot side, I got confused and I didn't actually know whether I was even resubscribing to things. Yes. And what actually, because HubSpot's got lots of different subscriptions, they've got subscriptions to the Japanese blog, the all these other things that didn't really interest me. So I had to go through this massive list to resubscribe myself. Right. And which is frustrating. I think I've been through that process before. Yeah. Uh, or I tried to receive something and they said, oh, no, sorry, you've opted out of all communication That's from exactly us. Right. And I was like, when did I do that? I don't remember. So it must have been an error. I mean, it must have accidentally. Exactly. And I think that's that's the thing in this. So. There you go. All right. Good one. All right. On to shot 2.2, Craig. Spot feature and nuance of the week. And let me tell you, this is to do with lead flow. <laughs> Because I put this one, who'd have thought I'd, I'd mention lead flows again? Yes. Well, what I was interested to know, I did a little bit of um, testing with lead flow triggering because I wanted to know if you could have multiple lead flows on a page. Yes, we did uh, test this. Or oh, you were testing it. I was giving you ideas. Yes. And it turns out, yes, you can. But as we discovered, uh, it turns out what triggers them is important because what I wanted to do, I actually wanted to have one slide in from the left and one slide in from the right. And I kind of wanted to trigger them differently so that you'd get to 50% and then it would say, you know, one particular offer. And then I actually wanted to reinforce it later, say, if they did hang around for, say, 20 seconds or something like that, something that built on that. Unfortunately, can't do that. Slide in is the trigger type. And what happens is you, you might, so you might have multiple um, slide in uh, lead flows. Which one fires? The one you created most recently. So that's how I think HubSpot must go through. Oh, yeah, that's the most recent one, fires that one first. But then we thought, well, what's if it's not trigger type? Could you have a slide in plus a pop-up, say, on exit intent? Turns out you can. Yes, you can have two lead flows on one side. Then we thought, oh, what, what about if we try the drop-down one as well? <laughs> yes, you can. You can actually have three slide-ins. So you can actually have the drop-down, and then you can have a slide-in, and then you can have, say, an exit intent pop-up as well with three different offers or combined offers. Now, not actually recommending you do that, you know, and drive people nuts with all these things like, but I think it's interesting and it's just an option you could test. I like the idea of reinforcing an offer. I guess what I'd ultimately like though is a slide in to slide out automatically after four seconds. So it slides in, no, they didn't respond, slides Correct. out. Then you keep going and then maybe on an exit intent, there's a pop-up. But then again, I hate pop-ups. So I'm, yeah. I'm very reluctant to ever suggest pop-ups, even on exit intent, because I think they're still annoying. But yeah, ultimately, um, yeah, anyway, that's the, the result of testing. So depending on um, your taste for pop-ups and, and multiple lead-ins, there's some options for you. Yeah, I do like the idea about actually sliding it off after a certain period if they haven't responded to uh, them. Feature request. Really feature request. We'll, we'll to put that to the HubSpot product team. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah, we'll put that into it. Is it what is it? Ideas.hubspot.com. Yes. Yeah, wherever it is, we'll find it. All right, Craig. On to our pro tip of the year. And this this is one I've been using for a while. And this is the, actually, it's called, it's the Academy Quick Answers. So if you go to academy.hubspot.com slash quick dash answers, you will see this. So this is responses to frequently asked questions about HubSpot. And it's a great place. So it probably works a bit like Google. There's a big search box. You go search for what you want. You get your answers and you click on the links and... I have to say I didn't know about this or if I did I it was ages since I've used it and I, I suspect I probably had seen it and just forgotten about it but when you uh, reminded me of this I went through and it's great 
I actually clicked on because I was looking at the CTAs section. Yes. I was, you know, can I show multiple CTAs? Yes, I can. It's got all these quick questions. Then uh, what do I do if my CTA is not showing in WordPress? I thought, oh, I've had that problem before. Go and check it out. And it's got, yep, you can do check the embed code. Gives you some tips to look for, yes. right? Oh, wow. What's that big parameter string after a CTA click? Like, what's that? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, yeah, check that out. I actually spent time just surfing around the quick yeah, right. answers section. It's a great resource. So, yeah, thoroughly recommended uh, to our listeners. All right. On to our opinion of the year, Craig. Now, this was highly debated, but I think you chose it well. And this is to do with uh, Facebook being ideal for B2B marketing. Now, we have heard all year, it's like, I can't use Facebook for my business. It's not, that's not appropriate. I'm just astounded that this myth still persists. And I've put a link to a blog post um, from back in July, I think I wrote about this whole Facebook is not ideal for B2B myth. And it still persists. And for the last, probably even since episode one, you and I have been saying Facebook is killer opportunity for all industries, B2B. Okay. And at least now it's becoming more mainstream thought, right? But even still people say Facebook's no place for B2B. We just wanted to pull this out as kind of like the, the opinion of the year that we wish we could kill or, yeah. or educate people to. So. Absolutely. And I would, I would back that up by saying you look at HubSpot now, a lot of things about content and promotion is Facebook, right? And even the fact that the Facebook ads add-on is in there is an indicator of what's going on in this space. And I think it's only going to grow. And it's just going to be one of those things where it's going to be one of those daily tools that people use and it'll just be another channel to reach people in business and how we reach them. So I would definitely say if there is one thing you want to do for next year, is think about it, install the pixel code onto your site and collect data if you do nothing else. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to make a prediction that the end of next year, end of 2017, the opportunity might be over and we might actually be saying, okay, our opinion of the week, time to get off Facebook because the window of opportunity is gone. So I I never want to just recommend something because everyone else is doing it. But Facebook, sure, almost everyone else is doing it now, but I do want to recommend it because there's still opportunity there. Yes. Get it while the window is there. You know, speaking of contrarian, you know how everyone's diving out of Twitter ads now? Yes. I've actually been diving back into Twitter ads and getting some really good results. Depends on the industry yeah. and, the, and the topic. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's like marketing. It changes, you know, so you've always got to be testing and measuring. And our motto for the show for the whole year has been tested measure, Craig. That's right. All right, on to our hub shots and resource of the year, Craig. And this is to do with the HubSpot Academy. So if you go to academy.hubspot.com, you'll see an amazing amount of resource and certification that's available to you to do. And I think this is the big differentiator between we look at marketing platform providers out there. This is the big differentiator when I talk to people. I, I think this is unrivaled yeah i totally agree and when you were saying oh should we mention um hubspot academy on the show because everyone knows about that right and we're like you know maybe it's telling them something that's too obvious and the answer is no uh there's still some people that haven't discovered it and by the way that quick answers section that you said before that's under academy.hubspot i didn't know about that or maybe you know as i said before so it's there's so many resources the hubspot academy you might just have heard of it but not actually dived into it Now's the time. Got a bit of time over the holiday break. Check it out. And, you know, as a little side tip, I would actually say 
in this holiday period or as you come back in the new year, actually sit down and do some certifications and refresh your mind as I think that's the great way to kick off the year and just refocus yourself. And that's what we will be doing as, as a team is doing exactly that, is going through inbound again, going through content marketing certification, email marketing certification, and all those ones that we haven't done for 2017. So I encourage you all to do that. And let us know how you go because we'd love to hear what you're finding and how you're finding and how you've grown by actually doing those certifications. All right, Craig, on to our apps of the year. And we've got your top three and my top three. What's yeah. your top three, Craig? Yeah, all right. So my three, uh, first one's Medium, which I've spoken once or twice about on the show, like maybe every episode. It's interesting content. And it's actually where you discover a lot of content. Yes. Yes. And it's, I think I, I describe it as long form Twitter in a way. Yeah. It's really good. We've got a link to it there. Overcast, which is a podcast app I use on iOS, and Newsblur, which is an RSS reader because I'm kind of old school and I'm still reading blogs via RSS. I didn't realize this when I was choosing these as my top three, but I realized they're all content consumption apps. And I think it's interesting to me that I use my phone so much for learning and content consumption. And it, um, there's plenty of other apps I use, but these ones are kind of my favorites in a way. Uh, Kindle's in there a bit and Blinkist and a few other content ones, but it's really about an efficient way to learn and stay in touch with uh, marketing news. So they're my three. What are your three? So, Craig, first of all, and I, I kind of went a more scientific approach to get, finding out these apps. I went to see on my iPhone about what were the apps I used the most, Feedly being one of those. So I use that to consume a lot of content. But what was really interesting, when I put the link to Feedly.com, it actually they had a very clear mission statement on there. It says, the content you need to accelerate your research, marketing, and sales. And I thought that was brilliant. That is good. So I've added that in for you guys. So that's the first one. The next one was Overcast. Again, I've used that app quite a bit this year since I discovered it from you to actually listen to podcasts on there. And that's at overcast.fm. And my final one is Evernote. It's been one of the places where I capture all my notes. I take pictures of things that I like to remember. Uh, I save content from my browser into Evernote. So if I'm doing research and it's been fantastic. I've used it all. I've been using it for a few years now. And it's something that I've consistently used pretty much every day. Wow. So can I just check, you use it on your phone though, do you? Yes. Yeah, because I use it on my desktop, but I never really use it on my phone. I I use it on my phone all the time. didn't get into it for some reason. All the time. Yeah, right. I've even started taking uh, pictures of receipts and storing it in there. Warranty information. So I'll take a picture of the warranty and I'll store that. And because I do subscribe to the premium which i think is like 50 dollars a year yeah no i'm premium as well um you can actually do a search it'll actually search handwriting etc so there's a few things right but it's yeah i love it craig we're coming up to the end of the show and our final quote of the year i think this is so appropriate and what a way to end the year and this show and uh, i couldn't agree more our learning and so the quote is simply this solve for the problem now we're going to attribute this to kip bodnar but he didn't come up with it of course it's been around for ages but he's the one that really brought it home to us as we discussed last, last episode this whole idea that marketing and i guess sales as well uh when you're trying to improve your marketing is solve for the problem that you have is the problem traffic no oh is the problem leads yes okay solve the lead conversion problem 
And that's basically totally changed my whole approach to marketing and life as well. The things I focus on in the limited amount of time I have each day solve the problem. So there we go. What a way to end the year, Craig. Thank you for 2016 as we end on episode 65. Thank you to all our listeners who have endured listening to us. And we love meeting some of you at Inbound. That was, yeah. that was a real, real joy. Yeah. And it's been a great year and it's been a great year connecting with everybody. Thank you for listening, giving us your time. We do appreciate it. I hope that you guys have had a good Christmas or you will have a good Christmas and a good new year as we enter 2017. Until next time, until 2017, Craig. See you next year, Ian. See ya. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.